Hello, hello. Welcome to St. Codependencia, a podcast about all things mental health, in particular codependency. Thank you for joining me today. My name is Courtney Coleman and I will be your host. This week has been very healing. I've really had to give myself that time like I was talking about last week, like cocooning. And one thing this week that was just something, I don't know, I was just gobbling up documentaries. And I'm not sure why, because I was processing a lot of family stuff and pulling out splinters and recovering and then pulling out another one and, you know, doing a lot of emotional work. But there was something that was like really drawing me to people's stories. And I'm not sure why, but I really love British people. <laughs> love watching British TV. I love their voices. I love, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to be British. I love being American. I don't want to be British person. It's just something that is very, uh, I don't know, soothing or calming. I guess their their cadence is very comforting to me. So here are just a few of the documentaries that I have watched recently. Jackie Collins' Lady Boss is on Netflix, which is an amazing story. This The younger sister of Joan Collins, uh, she was a best-selling novelist and her story is incredible. I watched Amy Tan, who is the author of The Joy Luck Club, another person who basically channeled everything they had gone through or observed in life through writing and developing stories and created amazing, amazing books and movies. Amy Tan's movie was The Joy Luck Club. And so after that one, I wanted to get all of her books and watch The Joy Luck Club. I haven't done either of those things. And so that is on my to-do list, but (laughs) I'll probably just keep watching more documentaries. I've also watched Audrey was on Netflix, I believe. That was amazing. I watched a CNN series on HBO Max on the Kennedys. That was, wow, so depressing. So depressing, but also like on the edge of my seat. Couldn't stop watching it. It's called American Dynasties, I think. It was... I haven't watched the last episode, which is the assassination of JFK. But And then I watched Mr. Saturday Night, which is the documentary on Robert Stigman, I believe his name is. He was the guy behind the Bee Gees and Saturday Night Fever. And he was basically the, the mastermind behind all of the disco craze, was the one that was the visionary before and could see how you can piece together soundtracks to create a blockbuster when before that the movie studios didn't really care about the rights to soundtracks. And so he was given Saturday Night Fever's (laughs) the rights to the soundtrack because Paramount was like, we don't care about that. It's not going to do anything. And (laughs) it was the soundtrack of like the century. It's just so funny that I was drawn to all of these stories and I just kept watching and soaking things in. In some way, they were helping me recall my own stuff and helping me heal. And I think I got into a situation where I could almost envision my own documentary in a way, not in like a narcissistic way, but in in just a personal mental way. And And you can let your memories flash in like a montage of of whatever you want to think about, you know, whichever you can pick whichever ones you want. It's like it got me to thinking, okay, well, what would be carried over from past generations? Like what would be my backstory? How far would they go back? Some of these people that I watched these documentaries, the relevance of who they eventually became went back not just to their moms, grandmothers great-grandmothers, the way that they had all been affected leading up 
to the visionary, the cycle breaker, the person who stopped the trauma. But the thing is, is that a lot of times we don't realize this till the very end of our journeys or not ever in the in the cases of a lot of people and even the cases of these people that were in the notable documentaries, you know, they they don't they don't always feel what you think a person like that would feel. And one of my biggest takeaways from all of these people's stories. Because of course you want to watch these documentaries because you want to get inspired. You want to see how people ended up where they ended up. I, at least I do. I love seeing that. I love seeing how they they overcame challenges and how they were the first person to think this was going to do it or break the mold or try something new. And of course they had resistance in the beginning because that always happens. And of course they had trauma. Every single person did. Trauma is inevitable and ever present, but they all had vision. And sometimes trauma can continue to play out through that person's life that stemmed from the early years. And many of the documentaries ended up talking about how they were all connected, how all the chapters connected. And I'm sitting here and I'm like, okay, well, this is where my doc gets really good. This is where everything turns around. (laughs) This is where life opens up. This is where all of my dreams come true. No, just kidding. No, but in all honesty, what's helped me so much, I think, in the recovery process is putting these pieces together, meaning putting the previous chapters together in order accurately and out of self-preservation. We all know why people don't handle trauma. Sometimes they don't know it's there. I think the thing about people who are handling trauma today, a lot of times they don't know where it came from with their parents or grandparents because nobody talked about anything. Nobody talked about anything. So who knows? My dad never talked about anything that wasn't LSU football, Saints, or gumbo related. Seriously. He never allowed himself to even try. I mean, he went to rehab and that was the only time he was sober, I think for about 90 days. But the the demons came back. They weren't healed in that 90 days. And here we are. (laughs) Here I am. And he is going to be a part of my backstory. And he is going to be something that, yes, affects me, but has made me stronger, better, able to get to this point that God has gotten me to now, which feels authentic. And that that is amazing. And that is what I'm trying to share. Another takeaway that I had was patterns repeat themselves. You can see they totally do the things that happen to them. Like Jackie Collins got into an abusive marriage all the while writing bestsellers about powerful women defying all odds and beating the tough guys. Audrey Hepburn was the most famous actress in the world. Gorgeous, beautiful, shining star of screen and stage. It was like she was just, and she still is, just breathtaking when you see her. When they showed her talking, just her skin, she had something that was just intangible. And she married an Italian man, her second marriage, who publicly cheated on her. Like this woman who is just a goddess who survived the war. She survived the war. And then she had to recover from that. And she did her own private personal healing at this wonderful estate in Switzerland, which, hey, I get that. I I get that chapter. That is is a beautiful chapter to have. (laughs) May we all have estates in Switzerland. (laughs) At some point, she also said that she wanted to be a blonde 
all her life. They said that her mom was so critical and harsh and she was abandoned by her father. He just left, didn't come back. And the mom was like, he's gone. He's not coming back. And that happened so much during this time. And so I'm watching this documentary and I'm kind of channeling and I th- and I'm maybe there was a reason for every single documentary because I had definite connections to certain times and certain people in my life. Like it was able to give me a, a glimpse into history to almost give me give me context of, of what happened at that time. The trauma that has been passed down. I think men, I know that they still up and leave their families, but everybody's connected. Everybody knows where everybody's going. Like back then, men just disappeared. They just fell off the face of the earth and they were like, bye. Truly, it happened all the time. And and that's massively traumatic. And Audrey Hepburn had depression and sadness her whole life and was trying to chase her father's love that was never there in her life. So it's like, wow, I'm getting all of these things like coming to me. And then I think about so many documentaries. It doesn't matter if you come from like a gifted family or a non-gifted family or like a really wealthy family or a poor family. You're either going to be in someone's backstory. You're either going to be the trauma that they overcome or you're going to be the visionary. You're going to be the inspiration in this movie. You're going to be a part of someone's early story or you're going to be your own star of your own documentary because you have changed. And that's the reason why people want to watch it is because you're the inspiration. You're the visionary. So I ask you, why would people want to watch your documentary? We haven't lived it yet. And that's the beauty of this. We can go out and do it. Make your chapters what you want. Break those cycles. See the vision beyond where you are. I think a big thing that has shifted for me is the inner critic. What's come with a lot of this healing, all these damn splinters I've been pulling out left and right, man, sucks. I'm tired. And it's like, how much of this? But I'm sure it's not going to be an easy process. I know it's not. But with the healing comes room for the fresh, new, light energy, love in my life. It's a scar. And I can see how all of this trauma has affected me. And I can change it. And I can be who I was always meant to be. And I can forgive. And I can love. I think about Betty White's documentary. And it makes me want to tear up. Like, I have a blanket of the, oh my gosh, I cannot believe I'm crying over Betty White. I really am. Oh gosh, I'm crying because she was such a light. My goodness, that woman. David, my husband, was watching football and after she passed, there was an NFL player, I forget his name at this moment, but he had cleats made of Betty White and he played with her image on his shoes for an NFL game. And this guy was in his, you know, probably early mid 20s, African American male, and he is honoring Betty White. It doesn't matter how old you are, doesn't matter the color of your skin, it doesn't matter where you came from, doesn't it doesn't matter what your early chapters are. Just matters how much love and light you can get in the other ones. All right. So, I keep forgetting because my three-year-old has the cutest little voice right now, and I want him to say, here's the baby bonus. But I record this when he's sleeping, (laughs) and I forget. And so hopefully when I'm editing this, this is going to be a reminder. The baby bonus this week is SPF, also known as Sun Protection Factor. But I'm going to make it a different acronym. I'm going to say it is self protection from fill in the blank. I got this analogy thinking about my grandmother, my mommy, or my mom's mother. She was very much in like the Audrey Hepburn vibe of the 50s and just a gorgeous, gorgeous, 
gorgeous, highly anxious woman, and they all chain smoke. And so did many of these people in the in the documentaries that I watched. And so anxiety was rampant. And I just think that people just didn't know that's how they were coping. And that's what it was. And I mean, yes, I guess people knew that they were stressed out. And like there was wars that were breaking out. And so there was big things going on. And also to the massive trauma that I referred to earlier, generationally, ever since, you know, the Civil War, there's just been stuff that has been coming down the lines in, in America. That's just here. So this reminded me of the pressure to look perfect and how you put on SPF because you don't want to look old. (laughs) You don't want wrinkles. And that's what my mommy was like always saying that she was slathering, always slathering sunscreen. We had a fishing camp down on the beach. And we would go there often. She was a drill sergeant about SPF sunscreen. You know, she would just attack you with it or the smell of sunscreen reminds me of my grandmother behind we spent in the sun with her at the camp. So that was a positive thing. It's a positive memory. I realized that there was also PTSD everywhere. Uh, that wasn't a thing back in the day, you know, and that wasn't a thing that was validated or recognized. And so what came after PTSD for people and in families all over that have our ancestors, the things that have happened to them that were present in some of our fathers and grandfathers' lives is is real and it's tragic. It's still going on today. If you look, there's still a lot of people that are just going to be backstories. So it's important to make sure that you are intentional about everything that comes into your head once you have identified where your trauma is and you need to stitch up that wound and you need to reinforce it with protection. And so for me, anxiety is an issue because my mom has anxiety and my grandmother, the one that I was speaking just about, had anxiety. She was a very highly anxious person. So those emotions come through. They come through parenting. They come through being in close contact and children soak these things up like a little energy conductor. For me, I need to put on SPF from anxiety or depression, or self-pity, or perfectionism, or anything. I find it very helpful to actively think about it when I'm putting on face cream or moisturizer, or you could do it even if you could wash your face, you could wash those things away from you from that day, and then put your SPF on, your self-protection from whatever on. And just like sunscreen. It won't work unless you apply it. If you want it to work, you got to do it. And I have been doing this and it it helped. So that is the message for today, y'all. Thank y'all so much for joining me. I will talk to you soon. Please leave me a review if you haven't done so already. Please be advised that I am not a licensed therapist, nor do I have any degrees in mental health. I strongly encourage everyone to seek out the care of a mental health professional. And as always, go find your light and where you begin is within. Bye.